Two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. Hello and welcome to episode 448 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Tuesday Comics and MS episode. That was a quote from Albert Einstein. I don't know if I mentioned yesterday's quote on the Mad Manipod was by Isaac Newton. I, just, I love listening. He's great. Looking up some of the inspirational quotes from the smart people from our past, the intelligent, highly intelligent people of our past. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is episode 448. We're getting close to that 500 there. Getting up there. Not sure what's going to happen. I might give up podcasting and come 500 and just stick with the YouTube. We'll see what happens. I might do the YouTube and put it also for audio on the podcast. Or I might just keep doing both. It would help to have some feedback from some followers if you want to just tell me what you think, what you think I should do. And we do get a lot more followers on our YouTube than we do through podcasting. But. And we actually got some comments through <laughs> those where we aren't having luck after 400 some episodes getting comments or anything through here that I can find. It's just hard to find all the statistics and all the feedback and stuff that's on all the different platforms unless you hit a certain amount before they'll let you see what's going on, which is dumb because you may need that feedback to talk about things and questions and comments and reviews so you can bring them up. But I don't control the internet layouts the way they do things. So I just use the equipment and (laughs) see what happens, see if I can figure it out eventually in the long term. But I'm still enjoying it and I'm doing it for my brain to keep my cognitive stuff going. So let's have to see what happens but we have a nice stack of comics to talk about today and so i think i'm going to still do comic reviews i don't know i'm going to keep probably the tuesday through thursday thursday episodes on audio no matter what the comics and ms and the wellness wednesday Keep those three days on audio. And then I think we're going to start doing unpacking videos of when I get my comic stacks. So you see what I'm going to be talking about in the near future. And that way you can keep an eye out for it on the audio platforms. Yeah, I kind of like that concept. So we'll probably go that route. We'll see. But yeah, I almost started reading this comic to you for instead. But this is Harley Quinn number 16, The Verdict Part 4. And this has the little Kevin character in it. Harley's little buddy. And she's trying to trying to deal with her 
issues that she always has. Harley's always got something going on and always pissing other people off eventually, but <laughs> but seeing Kevin and this other female that he's worked with in the past or is working with currently and is after Harley seeing the torture that she's gone through and put other people through and it's 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 a fun story i I like i think this is the final part of this storyline we're gonna be going into something fresh here oh no there's one more act this is the penultimate issue i guess of this this version this storyline so but we basically got a character that's after, that's kind of screwing Harley over, putting her through a bunch of stuff. Well, Harley's dealing with the big black bat. And uh, Kevin's like, so you're doing things to harm Harley? It's like, so that doesn't make Kevin happy. <laughs> but yeah, it's... This Harley runs holding up. I've decided to go. I'm going to go up to issue probably 24 or so just to follow through this final storyline. And then we'll see if I go on beyond that. I'll probably wait after that for bargain bins to bargain up the rest of them, the storylines, but. I figured I'd go with like two, three good storylines to see what's up with the new Harley run because I have been loving everything that's uh, in the, all the single issue one shots, the anniversary specials and the animated Harley Quinn stuff, all the different things that's been happening lately. And this whole storyline with the Kevin character in it, I wanted to follow and Get a little deeper on, get to know this character more, and I'm having fun enjoying the more I read about this character. And then I got this IDW Sampler 2022. I believe I picked this up at the new comic shop in West Bend, which, damn it, now I can't. I don't have the information on it. And the different uh, uh, the layout for the where I got all this stuff. I'm my brain's all over the place today. I'm looking at things that I'm trying to figure out stuff for something else. I'm getting myself all confused. I should just be worrying about the podcast. But yeah, I picked this up at a new comic shop that's out that I talked about last week, I believe. And this has some samplings of Dark Spaces, Wildfire, the 
True Cult or T R V E K V L T. I think it's supposed to be like True Cult. Um, Crashing, Earth Divers, and Dead Seas. So you get a nice variety of teaser stories from all these different things. The Dark Spaces Wildfire was a fun uh, firefighters, the wildfire firefighters, ones that they call in when the woods start up and some idiot sparks a match in the woods and wipes out thousands of acres of foliage. It's kind of like a female prison group of firefighters you get trained it's part of your uh your i don't know how you want to call it civil duty civil uh basically your prison job that you have and if you're in good standing you can get certain type of jobs that get you out of the prison environment Stick you out in the woods, put you at a chance that you're gonna burn to death. But yeah, I that story pulled me in. I wanna, I wanna read more of that. See where that one goes. This true cult, T R V E K V L T. I don't know why they laid out like that. But this storyline goes off like a. character working at a shop that decides during he's going to take a break from work and during that break he's going to rob a bunch of places that are all connected and you just gotta read it to see where the storyline goes it's going to leave you hanging anyway so it can suck you into the new story to the rest of the stories and you're going to check them out there's a crashing storyline that was a lot of fun giving you the environment of a very busy hospital, trying to deal with all the things happening at once, what's going on, who, who's there to handle things, and then having super-powered beans, all part of this, mixing into it. It's a pretty interesting-looking story. Then we got these Earth Divers Kill Columbus. And... This is kind of like time travel and treasure hunting all together. It's, I don't really get what this, what the whole concept of this storyline is, but I'm assuming it's some type of time traveling with going back in time to take out major historical events. Possibly. Not really sure. And then the last one was Dead Seas. Which. I don't remember much of this one. It was so short. But I know it. it's based on a girl. Basically a little girl with the monster in the closet. Type atmosphere. And mom and dad just ain't listening to her. She's like, they're back. We're dealing with them again. So help her out. 
I'd like to see what happens with it. It's got an interesting looking creature that comes out of the closet. But yeah, these are a lot of fun introductions to stories. A little IDW original sampler 2022. And you can pick it up for free at your local comic book store probably. Still to this day uh, at some of them. Pick it up and check out those comics. That way you get a concept of whether or not you want to follow those. And next up, we got Little Monsters, number five. This storyline, the little vampire shits are getting into a little more trouble. They're finding out that they're not completely immortal they're not completely safe from the world just because they got special powers and they decided to feed on a human being that they found and just so happens that that human being has friends too and those friends are starting to find out what's going on and because of that are uh, the little monsters or you could call them little shits are getting themselves in all kinds of trouble and we're gonna have to see what happens it's like the one saying i don't want this i don't want it to change so yeah they had a happy simple life eating animals and feeding off them and their blood and being able to hide from the rest of the world while the adults that left them may or may not come back to get them, which I don't think the adults are ever coming back to get them. I think they just left them on their own for their own good. But now they found some new adults that aren't special and they're going to find out what happens when you take a life and, We'll see where this storyline goes. I'm not sure this was issue five. I thought that was going to be a short run. I would have thought five or six issues. But the way it's reading, it almost seems like it's going to be going for a while. I don't know if I'll keep going on it because it just took first four issues. Was I like the way they gave the individual storylines, representing different things and stuff. But it just felt like it was... The story was dragged on too long, but we'll see what happens. Then next up, you don't want to be on it, but if you are, you're going to get a big black chunk of coal. That is the naughty list. Number three from Aftershock Comics. Oh, yeah. Little Monsters was from Image comics by the way but here we kind of learn about a nasty little half-breed human troll type character that we believe well at one time was in control of the naughty list and taking care of the naughty kids and now possibly is the one that stole the naughty list. And so 
Nick and his head elf are hunting this character down and trying to figure out what's going on and what they have to do to stop it. And I'm going to keep reading it. I want to know exactly where this is going to end up. So hopefully we'll get some more good comics from that one. But, I mean, that's number three. I'm going to guess that that's going to be a six-issue run. And I have it written down somewhere. I just don't have the pieces of paper that have all the runs that I know how many issues they're going to be is upstairs. I don't get to... I just guess on this shit while I'm reading it to you. So that's why I'm not going to go run upstairs and look it up at the moment. And we have Pearl number two from Dark Horse Comics. And this one focuses on the events after the explosion and everything at the tattoo parlor and people killed and everything that happened around that environment. We get to see her dealing with uh, the outcome of it and the the people that are being accused of it, who did do it, uh, is she going after them? Is she going to take care of it, get it straightened away, or what's going to happen? We got to keep reading to find out, but it's definitely an enjoyable, well, not an enjoyable, an intent, deep, good storyline to follow if you're into the Yakuza type stuff. I don't know how much longer I'm going to hold on to this. I think I only had issue one and two, maybe number three lined up. And then I was just going to wait for him to come out or trade it out. But we'll see what happens. I don't think I'm going to keep following it fully because I never read the original Pearl. And I'd like to get back to that first and then catch back up where we're at. And we have Saga Chapter 60 from Image Comics. This story's getting, I mean, we're back, we're almost back to normal. She, her ma did the drug running guy and all that kind of stuff. We got this other character that's possibly in prison that's being questioned by other entities and accused of stuff and finding out that certain he or she is finding out certain people they know may be dead and at the same time we got a very interesting sibling love story going on and of course people trying to take down anybody causing problems and they get in trouble selling their wares, but yet she covers the the mother covers their butt and saves them from some things. Uh, you got to read it to find out what all happens. I'm not going to give it all away, but there is a very interesting. Hopefully, we get to see some type of concept of this 
game in the future for ourselves, for the real world. But there is a fun game that kind of ups the ante of uh, the old foosball, shuffleball type tables. Instead, it's more with a water-based hand puppet fighting game. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots type. <laughs> it's just very interesting. But, of course, some things happen to our characters here that's going to leave us hanging into another episode and stuff. I don't want to give away what happens to them to cause that, too. It's just stories going on, as usual. But, I mean, if you're going to get into drug running and stuff like that, you're going to get in trouble. And you got to pay the consequences. So if you're going to live that kind of lifestyle, it's really stupid to live that kind of lifestyle and have kids with you. So if you have kids, I think it's time to get a different job and not put your family in jeopardy every minute of the day. And every time you turn around, you got to worry about something happening. Next up, we got Scorched from Image Comics. Here we're getting the gang together to... Well, they're dealing with kind of an exorcism that's going on with one character. Well, outside of that, we got the plague spawn kind of causing some issues with that. And some of our group of characters that are dealing in the infirmary with this this character and those issues. Well, at the same time, our she spawn character and haunt and is a ghostly buddy and gunslinger spawn and stuff are all dealing with another uh, issue altogether and they happen to come across a manufacturing plant that's basically making devourers and she uh finds out, or she spawn character finds out that they are being programmed to hunt all of these characters. Gunslinger spawn, Chief spawn, Al Simmons, all the different characters are being programmed into these creatures. So once they are released, they'll go directly to take out all these entities that are trying to basically open or close the gates of hell. (laughs) And we got so many different groups and storylines right now that are chasing after this crown and the doorways and all that. At the same time, we got lots of 
mishappenings happening between our different groups of characters. And I think very soon here we're going to see a bunch of turncoats that are going to screw people over. And we're just going to have to wait and see and read it. Then we got She-Hulk number four. I love the boxing ring cover with She-Hulk and the thing. That's the one that I picked up. It's just, it's cool. But we got previously on She-Hulk, Jennifer Waters, Walters, I mean, Waters, <laughs> known to many as She-Hulk, has left the Avengers and returned to lawyering. She now works for her old frenemy, Mallory Book, and lives in her old penthouse apartment. In her free time, she helps civil civilians and blows off steam by brawling with her longtime rival, Titania. Then, someone unexpected crashed back into her life, friend and fellow Avenger, Jack of Hearts. When the radiation that gave him his powers threatened to destroy him, Jack flew into space to protect his teammates. Jen thought he was dead until he appeared on her doorstep with his powers greatly diminished and only patchwork memories of how he survived his one-way trip to space. This gets deeper on that Jack of Hearts storyline. And she does get into their little fight club with Titania, and she has a friend that shows up. And uh, it's Volcana, uh, apparently uh, someone that can change forms and also possibly shoot Volcano. <laughs> volcano lava out of their hands or something i'm not exactly sure what her whole basis is but they got a little fight club going on and while they're playing around ben Grimm just happens to stop by because he's got an appointment with she hulk and he wants to join up in their little fight club and she hulk deals with what she has to with ben Grimm, and then she Gets back to her office, and when she gets back there, she's got all kinds of characters from the superhero world that are sitting in her office waiting to hook up with her. And I don't under that's the one thing that drives me nuts. It's like there's something going on between her and her new boss that wanna that she's really there for that reason because there's got to be something she's doing it for because if she was smart she could make a lot more money just taking care of all the supers <clears throat> instead of worrying about the regular people and that way the supers have someone to represent them that they can trust and but there's got to be something that's what i've been waiting for there's there's something going on with her boss that she has planned, I think. But we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But yeah, it's fun. Really fun story. It's one I did not expect to enjoy and totally got sucked into it. 
Love the Jack of Hearts character. They spend the second half of the storyline focusing on him. That's all kinds of great stuff in there. Uh, then we have Spawn number 331 from Image Comics. This gives us a nice big storyline basis back to Cogliastro. We learn a lot about Cogliastro character in this one and more about the whole Hellspawn uh, adaptation, more of the Melboglia character and stuff like that. But I really liked finally getting some more information on Cogliastro. So if you want that, that would be a good one to get. I'm just pushing because I got one more comic to talk about. So we're running out of time. I have Vampirella versus Purgatory issue one. I wasn't sure if I read this before, but I must not have because I didn't recognize it. But we deal with Vampirella and Purgatory dealing with some ghosts. And... I mean, Vampirella is mainly dealing with the ghost, while Purgatory's supposed to hang back and take care of someone else, but that they picked up along the way. And it just so happens some tides may turn and stuff, and people might screw over other people like usual, but it's enjoyable storyline. I picked it up because I found them in a dollar box. Got myself multiple covers and picked up other issues, which I'll talk about later. Number two and three, I think I got maybe four and five. But uh, yeah, so I will keep reading those and let you know what's up with that storyline. But it's definitely looking interesting. Uh, So check it out. And that was by Dynamite. And we'll be back right after this with some more, well, with some health, a health segment. Okay, we're going to get to some health stuff, but just before I do, and this is kind of health-related, some people that have passed recently, Star Trek's Uhara passed away at 89 years of age. She had a good, she hit a good number, and you can make it over 80. You've done it. Done good nowadays. A lot of people make it to a hundred, but if they're lucky enough, but I really hope she had a chance to see her role was reprised in one of the new Star Trek things that I just started checking out and I fell in into it and plan on watching some more of it. It's kind of a re reimagining of going to pre Star Trek. Star did I say Star Wars again? I do that a lot. <laughs> I know. But I'm a Star Wars fan over Star Trek, so I can't help that. But I did like her character. I did like all the original Star Trek characters. And I like that they uh, brought this new Star Trek that kind of is a prequel to the original Star Trek. We're getting to meet like Captain Kirk's uncle or something like that or brother and we're starting to gradually meet some of the other characters Spock, Uhara and stuff that were part of the original Star Trek crew and 
So I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that one, catching up on it. I think it might be a few seasons in already, and I just started watching it. So I'll have to let you know more as I get deeper into it. Uh, Ron Zimmerman passed away at 64 uh, due to cancer. He's part of the comic book world. He's worked on things like he's been worked in and on Friday the 13th uh, related items. My One of my wife's favorite Jet Li, Jet Li movies, The One, with Jet Li and Jason Statham. Uh, Spider-Man Get Craven was one of the Craven runs that actually sucked me into liking the character. I was not a fan of Craven, and then I read that storyline and actually liked it. Actually, fe- fell into liking the char- character then. Between that and the Squirrel Girl introductions, uh, Rawhide Kid was a character that caused a bunch of controversy with the Max comic book line. I guess. It's worked on The Simpsons, My Wife and Kids, Till Death. Uh, there was an episode of Charles in Charge he did on a dare, I guess. But, yeah. Sadly, we lost another person related to comics at a young age. And then... The voice of Ursula from The Little Mermaid, Pat Carroll. She passed away at 95. So, she lived a nice long life. Uh, And then, if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, we have, oh, this last, this past, this Monday, this past Monday, we had the, eighth episode of This Is My Life with Multiple Sclerosis, where I talk, uh, walk around wherever and talk about my journey with multiple sclerosis. And then Tuesday, we had our second can of box unpacking. I believe today or today we're going to have uh, our first rummage sale unpacking video coming out on YouTube. So check out that stuff on our YouTube channel if you want. You might enjoy it. So, and you can get to see my ugly face, my big old ugly mug on the t- on the screen. Especially when I screw up and have this monitor all close up and you're looking into my pores. <laughs> it's taken me a while to get used to this cell phone error crap, so I'll get there eventually. But, let's talk about some health stuff. What do we got here? They got some new innovations with the rehabilitation medicine, some new fun, interesting devices that we're getting access to in the future to make it less stressful on our joints and all our body parts and cause us less less issues when we're trying to work out and do physical therapy for damaged areas of our body but 
The spectrum of innovative solutions in rehabilitation medicine is widening at an astounding pace and promises to help many people with conditions such as multiple sclerosis. Whether the new solution is adapting existing technologies or applications or the creation of new approaches, many innovations show promise for helping people with MS realize better function, health, and wellness. Knowing what is available and considering how a given innovation might apply to your specific needs is the key to finding creative solutions to help you do what you want to do. We got robotic stuff, and there's coming out with all kinds of items that are robotic-based, but Rehabilitation robotics provide physical support during functional movements, such as walking or using the arms and hands. They can also help to retrain or support movement through sensors that monitor, assist, or provide support for a given movement. The sensors can gather information about how the individual is performing their actions Thus, the devices can assist where an individual needs help with the movement. That way you're not straining that part of your body, overstressing it, trying to get it to move. And this way the robotics can help help give everything a little nudge or give it the full motion or whatever it has to do to try and get our, allow us to rebuild our muscles and our cells. I got to take a drink of water because I got a big scratch in the back of the throat right now. (coughs) Good chip, man. Just wish I had some ice cubes in it. (laughs) It is warm. All right. Robotic devices also offer a way for patients to achieve a much higher number of repetitions of movements more correctly than they could otherwise in a traditional therapy session. I mean, with the robots allowing us to do the movements correctly and not maybe physically doing them as hard as it would be to do it without the robotics, but yet you're not injuring your cells and your limbs and your muscles and stuff by trying to do something that your body's not allowing you to do at the present time. And this way the robotics can help you do that flow of motion and get your mind-body thing to maybe click and get your body to do those things it wasn't able to at one time. And this way you can do higher repetitions too and build up to things, but it's been showing showing to improve learning and potentially neuroplasticity or the brain's ability to reorganize by unveiling or creating new pathways. Robotic devices can be used during physical or occupational therapy sessions to retain movements. In addition, they can also be used in the home or community when a functional ability such as walking is no longer possible without external support. 
two types of rehabilitation robotic devices on the market are wearable exoskeletons and fixed exoskeletons, which I really want one, but I know I'll never get one because I'm a bigger person and I'm already in the secondary progressive mode. So they don't give two shits about me. It's more for people that are in better physical condition and are in lower categorized physical ability of disease progression, I guess you could say. Just basically try It's like my knees. I wanted knee surgery. I was told I couldn't get nothing done until I was 50. So I waited and waited and waited. And then I hit 50 all excited. Think I'm going to get knee surgery. Now it's 60. So it's like. That doesn't help. But. uh, Wearable exoskeletons. Are compromised of suits. Or braces. Two that are currently on the market for walking are Rewalk Robotics and Exobionics. Still, others are being developed and studied. Uh, fixed exoskeletons include the Locomot and the Armio Spring. The Locomot combines robotic support for the lower trunk and legs with an overhead harness to control how much. Weight is on the legs while walking on a treadmill. The Armio spring involves completing tasks on a computer screen while the robotic exoskeleton supports the arm and hand. In both cases, a therapist controls the variables of these two devices to ensure that the patient is practicing functional movements in the safest, most productive manner. And it's like, I'd love to be able to use the treadmill with the supported exoskeleton devices and stuff like that. I know they have the water-based treadmills that you can do in in water to relieve the pressures on your joints and stuff. It's like, yeah, it just would be nice to try out those things, but I don't think I'll have access to stuff like that anytime soon. Neurostimulation involves delivering electrical stimulation to the brain or spinal cord to change the way neurons are firing. Electrical stimulation can also be used over the muscles and nerves in the arms, legs, and lower body, or arms, legs, or body, to cause muscle contraction for a functional movement, such as cycling or walking. The electrical stimulation is delivered using small electrodes stuck to the skin over the part being stimulated. Basically, it's like, you know, the days when they'd sit there and electrocute you if you didn't walk. Well, here you're getting electrocuted to help you move. (laughs) Kind of like that but yet not. (laughs) Transcranial direct current stimulation is a non-invasive way to deliver stimulation to the brain. It is shown to help some cases of depression, fatigue, or sleep disorders in people with MS. 
See, I'd like to try that instead of the stupid CPAP crap because I don't care what they say. It's totally changed my breathing environment and the way I act, and I don't like it because I choke on air more now. I get choked up in my sleep and stuff, and I don't think that's right. But they forced it on me and told me that I, I needed it, so I used it. Augmented therapy, sometimes called neuromodulation, is a strategy used in physical occupational or speech therapy to help therapeutic interventions be more effective. This involves combining electrical stimulation with active movements or exercises, one non-invasive device for supplying electrical stimulation to the brain, while an individual performs a supervised exercise program, is the portable neuromodulation stimulator, which is available by prescription only. The PONS is approved by the FDA in the U.S. for use as a short-term treatment of gait deficit due to mild to moderate symptoms of MS. Yeah, but... You also got to look at people like me, who has probably two-thirds of my body's numb, asleep, tingly, stingy, basically numb. And when I hook up to any TENS unit or anything that gives me electrical stimulation, it drives me insane, so I don't know. I'm not sure how many people could use the electrical stimulation for themselves, but you have to take things like that into account. Finally, functional electrical stimulation involves using electrical stimulation delivered to the muscles to support functional movements, such as cycling. Research has shown that FES cycling is a safe and effective way to exercise for people with MS who can no longer walk in the community. Studies have demonstrated improvements in fatigue and strength, cycling ability, and feelings of well-being and quality of life in people with MS. Uh, they have, those working in assistive technology are embracing the promise of 3D printing to create adaptive equipment and assistive devices for people with disabilities. Even more exciting is that people with disabilities can create their own solutions once they learn how to do so. There are resources if you need devices to help you hold your eating utensils or grooming tools to adapt your devices for gaming or access your remotes for TV or environmental control. Devices. It's 3D printing's come a long way, and it would be awesome to have a 3D printer in my home and just okay. I need a cane today, a different cane, so I'm gonna print one out, and that'd be awesome. But the technology's there; the cost just is outrageous. <laughs>
Innovation requires creative and useful solutions, key to the helpful adaptation of existing and creating of new innovative solutions is having input from the end user, the people who will use them or benefit from them. If you are a person with a disability, you can influence the creation, accessibility, and usability of commercially available products and new technologies. Uh, you can learn more at accessibility accessibilityuserresearchcollective.org but it's it's nice to know about the stuff but a lot of times when we're hearing about it we won't have access for it another 5, 10, 15 years ourselves to try those technologies. So it's kind of a bummer that we got to wait that long for something to be available. And by then you could have progressed further along in your disease to the point of not being able to Uh, get the benefit that you could have a few years earlier or whatever if you had the opportunity. Uh, right now is summertime, <clears throat> so don't forget about your cooling supplies, your cooling apparel. You can get stuff from Therm Apparel. They're a good company. Uh, they have Everything from like cooling max packs and little cooling packs to straw hat, baseball cap, a bucket hat, uh, kind of a safari hat with a back collar for shade. It's little wrist wraps that you can freeze, neck wraps you can freeze and get all iced up. An adventure hat set up. You got your cooling vest and cooling body wraps that have most of them use little cooling pouches that you put into the different pockets to keep it working. But just look into your cooling devices. You also got polar products, supply a lot of things. And in the long run, you're going to benefit from it. And it'll help, help keep your body from overheating to an extent. Downfall is they don't last overly long. So you have to keep an eye on them. Watch them, feel them. It's nice if you have like two that you can go back and forth from. Say you're mowing the lawn. And uh, you got to. You're starting to warm up after about a half hour, hour. Your cooling vest just isn't putting off the coldness like it was anymore. So you can sit there and. If you have two of them, you can just 
pop one, the one you're wearing, back in the freezer while you grab the new vest. Or if you have just a bunch of cooling packs, you can take some out, fill your vest, use it for however long you can get use out of it before it starts to warm up. And then take those packs out, replace them with some fresh ones, lay all your old packs in your freezer so they can freeze up quick. So you can reuse them in an hour or so if you need to and stuff like that. It's just, it's like, it's, we need a better technology based cooling equipment out there. Because, I mean, if you're sitting there using a cooling vest to make your day not so stressful on your body because of the heat and overheating, but yet you're taking your vest off every hour and refilling the packs and swapping out the old ones and then putting it back on and going out and doing your stuff and then coming back in an hour doing it again. That's also wear and tear on the body. So you're wasting all that extra time coming in and refilling everything. And yeah, take that into consideration too. I got brain stimulation. That you can have. Uh, innovating healthcare with non-invasive brain stimulation. TDCS has been extensively studied and shown to be safe and well-tolerated by people of all ages and different conditions. The stimulation can be therapeutic on its own without apparent behavioral intervention. For instance, the treatment of depression or pain. In addition, stimulation of a brain region that is engaged with concurrent training exercises may boost the training benefit. In this way, TDCS may be used to optimize motor or cognitive rehabilitation. Uh, It's like these non-invasive brain stimulation therapies are being studied and developed for use in a wide range of neurological and psychiatric conditions. There are many different devices and approaches to non-invasive brain stimulation, but the two most extensively studied techniques are transcranial magnetic stimulation and transcranial direct current stimulation, which is the TDCS. So it's I'd like to try some type of stimulation on my brain that could cause something in the area where my pains are coming from. If they can find a way to mellow it out, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, we don't have time for that. We can do that another day. Get into some home modifications and stuff like that, which we've talked about in the past. Let's see if they got any new stuff out there yet. But yeah, we're going to end it here.
Uh, yeah, we we're running out of time. I really can't get into that stuff either that I wanted to. But, well, he's got tomorrow or the next day, and I'll get to what I need to then. But for today, we're going to call it. So be good to yourself. Be good to the monster. Yeah, no, don't be good to the monster. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. <laughs> My brain's going bye-bye tonight. It's time to do some stuff that doesn't require much brain effort for a bit. Uh, rate, review, tell a friend. Subscribe. Check out our YouTube channel. Same thing under the call of MS. Uh, send questions and comments to kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. And I will get back to you sometime soon. Probably tomorrow. For the Wellness Wednesday episode or something. So take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.